Hey y'all, this is Calvin Henry Free. And Mr. Cornerstone. And you're listening to another episode of the Becoming, Becoming One Podcast. Podcast. What's up everybody? Hey, hey, hey. Thank you for tuning back in. If you are, have been a faithful listener since episode one, five or ten, we appreciate you for taking the time out of your schedule to listen to us once again and rock with us. We appreciate the time that you take to invest into this conversation. And hello to the first time listeners. Thank you taking the time out of your schedule also to listen to this episode of the podcast you didn't have to do but you did and we appreciate you for that if you didn't know you can find us on social media at facebook and instagram at becoming the number one podcast if you want to leave us a voice message or you know drop us a line ask us some questions you can do that on uh, instagram in our inbox you can leave us a voice message there or if you're streaming this on anchor you can leave us a voice message on that platform as well or if you want to, you know, go old school and email us questions, comments, share a story, you can do that too at becoming o n e podcast at gmail.com. So now that we've taken care of that, we also want to just remind you guys to leave us reviews, to subscribe, and to rate our podcast on whatever streaming platform that you may be listening. So that being said, Travis, how you doing? Uh, I'm doing all right. I feel like I'm, you know, around the corner from a, I guess you would call it, you know, for lack of better words, breakthrough. But I'm looking for my next big win. So I've been working on big stuff. So I'm looking for a big win. And that's just what I focus on, really. So what the things that are around me especially the things that are kind of like sustaining sort of feel mundane at this point, but you know, I'm looking for that win. So that's what's up. Mike. All right. How you doing? I'm okay. I'm fine. I'm mentally and physically tired. Uh, the children, specifically the youngest, she was just extra today. And She's always extra. I know, and I'm very tired of being pulled on and hung on, and I get I get very touched out very quickly nowadays. It's just the constant hanging on me and pulling on me and needing to be skin to skin with me all of the time. It's just it's it's tiring. So aside from that, I'm fine. So that's how I'm doing. So what you got there, Travis? I have these cards. Before I get into these cards, though, um, just want to say something that's getting on my nerves a little bit, mm-hmm. right? So people send me different random posts, and they say how they feel about it. And a lot of them are, you know, either men talking about women making general statements or women talking about men in general. But what gets on my nerves isn't the fact that those statements are made. Because I feel like that there's some some truths in those statements. Okay. But it's the fact that some of the people that you know I talk to or some of the people that are online looking at these things and commenting on these things, you know, for a while I thought it was like, okay, these are all just jokes. But I'm starting to see, I'm starting to feel as though people actually believe a lot of what's said. What can you give an example? So, like, 
there are there was a post sent to me um or a post I think it was going on. I don't know how viral it was or whatever, but it was talking about the the show uh that we've been watching Lovecraft, Lovecraft counting. Yeah, Lovecraft. Lovecraft, whatever. But they were it was saying that men said men say they don't have a type, but then <laughs> but then they end up with the same woman or whatever it said. A woman, it, it, it didn't say anything. It just says men say they don't have a type. And then it showed two pictures of two characters of the show who have similar features. Right. My thing is like, why does that bother people? Like, who cares? You know what I'm saying? And for, for from the man's perspective, oh, I'm it like. It's called Lovecraft, not Lovecraft. Just saying. Okay. I misspoke. So from the man's perspective, it's like, Okay, what's your point? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's not from his perspective. Or you'll see, you know, something about women as you know, you see a lot of not you see a lot, but I've been sent a lot of messages. To me, from my perspective, it's a lot of messages where it seems as though black men will say that black women don't support black men, right? And I'm like, that's, it's just not true. Mm-hmm. Right. But to them, whoever made that post, it is true. Yeah. Right. And it's true for a lot of people mm-hmm. from, from their perspective. Mm-hmm. But you can't make a general statement and it'd be true for everybody. Right. Right. So how, why are we getting so much like advice? From these things, like I, I basically what I'm saying is, people, please step away from social media and get some real advice for your situation. Don't jump off these, you know, viral posts as a way to validate what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Right? Just get some help. That's what I'm saying. Help. Some help. Some advice. Something. But don't. We can't, we just can't build relationships off of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Because for my, this is what I think about is what it makes me think about is art is supposed to reflect the culture, Mm -hmm. right? And that's some form of art, the memes and Mm -hmm. all these random things that float through the internet, right? It's some form of expression, Mm -hmm. right? But now, it's like culture is reflecting the art. So whatever I express, that's what we reflect. Mm-hmm. Instead of us influencing the reflection, it's like we're waiting for the reflection to influence us. Mm. That's deep. And it just makes it just it's just not good mm-hmm. for our, our mental <laughs> our mental health is not good for our mental stability. Is what I'm saying. I mean, I could and I can sit and have a conversation about what I think about that meme and and pick it apart. It. But that was just like one random example. I know. know I'm saying there's a whole bunch of. It's just I'm not gonna not gonna go down the rabbit hole, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah. But I have these cards here, and these cards are from the Skin Deep. I want to call them company or brand. Skin Deep brand is what I'll say. And these cards are meant 
This is the relationship edition, and it's meant for couples to ask each other questions that they were afraid, could be afraid, or have not asked. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's a question that they never thought of. It goes through relationships um, from the past, relationships with your friends. It goes to through money. It goes through sex. It goes through uh, your fears. It goes through hopes, your dreams, c- what could have been, what do you think will be. It, it's just really in-depth questions that you might not have thought about or you might not want to <laughs> think about, right? But uh, I got this because I've had it for a while. I just, we haven't done anything with it. But I got it because I think it's important to ask these questions. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to ask you some of the questions here for people to get a better understanding of who you are and who I am. Right. And it'll just be a random. You can either pull it or I'll pull it. Uh, if it's if it's something that y'all ain't you know what I mean that people ain't got no minutes knowing about, mm-hmm. we can ask a question. But you know what I'm saying. Well, maybe was, we'll just read it first and then we'll read it out loud. No, we'll just we'll read the question. Yeah. But I mean, if it's something that they don't have no minutes knowing about, we can read it. But we don't got to answer it on mm-hmm. on air. But it still should be something that should be answered. Yeah, I feel like okay. So that's my perspective on it. Again, this is the Skin Deep brand. This is the relationship addition um i'll try to link it in the description or the notes so you want me to pick one or i'll pick one and we can kind of go through these like maybe once a week or something like that because there's a lot of different cards mm-hmm. so do you want to pick one yeah sorry y'all have my elbow my body be popping says how has our up- I remember you answering this yeah it says how has our upbringing been different and how does that affect our relationship um how has it been different different well I think one thing would probably be the relationships that we individually had with our mothers and the relationships we individually had with our fathers um let me see the card so I make sure I actually answer the question and I don't go off on a rabbit hole. I think, especially in the beginning, the relationship or rather how my upbringing was and seeing my mom and how she interacted with people, with my siblings, with my dad, I'm just watching how her personality was very strong. And I think, especially in the beginning, I probably brought some of that to our relationship which that what you mean so she's very brash she says certain things and she can be very unapologetic about what she says and it often comes across as she's not really being reflective on how what she's doing or what she's saying impacts other people and so yeah we was almost through because i remember that oh okay didn't know that, folks. I remember that. I'm answering the question. Okay, never mind. I'll come back later. Um, but I think just seeing that it's made me at least aware enough to 
when I do have a moment or a time where I'm not being um, quiet enough to hear you, when I'm not being attentive enough to listen to a response, I'm in a place where I can be told that I'm not doing these things and at least open to trying to pivot and turn and be intentional as opposed to I didn't mean to X, Y, and Z. Uh, I also think just seeing how my father kind of interacted in the household, it's made me be very intentional about trying to honor and show respect to you as the husband, as the head, and as the father, and just even as a life partner with me. And so that is a part of my upbringing that I decided to be intentional about when we got in a relationship together to make sure that I tried to show, tried to say, and tried to affirm with my behavior and actions that I honor you, that I trust you, that I'm following you. And I know that that's been difficult for me to do because that wasn't necessarily modeled with me growing up, seeing that submission um, just being rendered in terms of being a wife. And so I, that was difficult for me because it's like, I have to trust God enough to know that when you are making a decision, you're doing it for the betterment of our family. You're doing it to move us forward. You're doing it to protect us. You're doing it to grow us. And that even if it doesn't seem like it makes sense to me, I have to trust God enough to trust your judgment and your decisions, whether it makes sense to me or whether I have all of the details. You have to trust God or you have to trust me? It's both. Huh? It's both. Oh, it sounded like you were saying that you had to just trust God. No. So it's like, okay, God, I trust you and what you have explained to me, expressed to me about this man. And so this man that you've brought into my life to be all of these things, to be this partner, to be this spouse, to be this friend, all of these different things that you have placed inside of him, I know that his heart is good. And so I'm able to trust you when you're making decisions as the head of the house because I know your heart. And this goes like all the way back from the beginning when I was like, oh, God, who? what matter of man is this? Don't know him like that. What's going on here? So, yeah. I can dig it. Mm-hmm. That's that. And you can ask me another question. <laughs> Are you going to speak up, girl? I'm right up on the mic. I don't want to be too loud. So, you want you want to answer another one or you want me to? Why don't you pull one? You pull it for me. Oh. So that way, if it's a bad one, it's my fault. Sure. When do you find yourself thinking about our relationship lasting? When do I find myself thinking about our relationship lasting? Mm -hmm. Uh, probably weekly. Mm -hmm. I was, or maybe a little more than weekly, because I know the type of stress that comes on people when you're raising kids and trying to do more than like the American dream, mm -hmm. right? Like the, you get a job, have kids, get the house. We got the fence, 
you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then you kind of work, you know what I'm saying? Like that, mm-hmm. you just work, right? Mm-hmm. That's stressful in itself. But when you try to do more than that, especially when you try to live up to the standard of life that, not even the standard of life, but the standard of uh, purpose that I'm trying to live up to, mm-hmm. it comes with stress, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing that I think about a lot is the fact that you seemed happy when we were like both just working. Mm-hmm. So what I find myself thinking about a lot is, would you have been happier with somebody who would have been satisfied just working versus like me? I, I, there was no way that I would have ever been satisfied simply doing engineering. There's just no way. Like I thought that well, at one point in my life, I always knew I'd have like volunteer and different type of offsets, but there was no way I would have been satisfied with my life just doing like the, the American dream. Mm-hmm. So what I think about, uh, fairly often is would you have been happier just with somebody else you know just working mm-hmm. just going to work uh, if I don't know how many kids you would have had or whatever uh, but just doing the the thing like that trip I don't, I'm not, I'm not trying to put like a a negative connotation on it or whatever, because it's not people that work like they're, they work. That's a good thing, but it's just not what I have in my life at this point. Mm -hmm. It's not where, where I found myself going and what I found out what I was capable of and what I didn't or didn't want in my life. So that's what I think about. And then that brings me to. Well, you know, just from the 100% honesty, mm-hmm. it brings me to would she be better off being like, for lack of better words, set free to be with somebody who would be satisfied doing that? Mm-hmm. Right. That's what it brings. That's what the thought that comes to my mind often. I would say weekly. Mm. Okay. Okay, what? Well, I'm asking you a question. I don't necessarily want to... You can respond if you want to. It's not like you you can't say anything uh, in response. Like, it's interesting for you to say that because I will periodically think to myself, because again, I'm going back to a place where I'm... Not questioning my strengths, but seeing my strengths for what they are. So I'm getting to that place of, oh, these differences about me make, you know, these are my strengths as opposed to these are just annoyances. And so knowing what your strengths are and how you operate and function, it it crosses my mind from time to time of he, I feel like he would be happier with someone who's on the same uh, not track as you, but who who moves the same way you move, if that makes sense. Um, so it's just interesting that you you say you think about that 
I guess multiple times a week because that thought enters my mind. Like I, I feel like he would be happier with somebody who is moving and grooving exactly like he is. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to answer another? Yeah. Sorry, I lost my elbow again. What do you think is my greatest accomplishment that I failed to realize? So it's saying... Your, it will be like you asking me, not me asking myself, what do you think? So you're you asking me. Well, ask again so it makes more sense. What do you think? No. Mm-hmm. I'm asking the, answering the question for you. This is your card. So I'm answering the question for you. But you're answering? This is your card. So this is about you. That doesn't make sense. Well, it's going to make sense today. So, what so, do I think is my greatest accomplishment that you failed I to realize? I am answering the question for you. Okay. What do I think is your greatest accomplishment that you failed to okay. realize? Okay, what do you think? I think that your greatest accomplishment, and this kind of goes back to kind of what we were just talking about, but I think your greatest accomplishment in my eyes that you failed to realize is actually quitting your job and becoming a full-time mother. I honestly do. Why? Be- because <laughs> from from my perspective, right? There was like you want you. I'm not trying to talk about your job, but I don't, I don't I, listen to these people. Seriously, from my perspective, the job was it was trash. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You went to work. Uh, these kids are in a system. You did your job, but it was kind of like mundane like you you go to work you do the same thing you this it's like the kids just cycle through mm-hmm. so you see the same issues with the same not the same kids because they're different same group of kids, of kids but were those issues ever gone by the time they left oh no mm-hmm. so if they're not gone by the time they left like what are you doing what what is that system doing for those kids mm-hmm. so you're plugged into a system that isn't working mm-hmm and you're getting stressed about about stressed out about not doing anything for these kids, mm-hmm. and then all of that comes home, and it's like spread on the people at home, right? Mm-hmm. And then you go back the next day, and you just it just keeps cycling through. So there was it's like you're getting paid. I'm not saying you were doing nothing, but you were getting paid to do nothing. Mm-hmm. Because the kids weren't getting helped in that system, mm-hmm. right? So to quit that and say that I'm going to begin to build something that lasts forever, like build, you have your ideas of the, the home and whatnot for the, the kids that could potentially actually help kids do some actual good, not just cycle them through to you know continue to have money running through this channel to feed people, but instead have money running through a channel to help people. You know what I'm saying? That's a big difference. So to start to build something like that and just to the simple fact that you're at home raising kids. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, if I had the opportunity 
to switch and do that. That's what I would do. Mm-hmm. Just be. You know what I'm saying? And then to not have a job and to, I don't want to say survive. We're doing, we're doing more than survive right now. Mm-hmm. So to not have a job and you're still out here doing fine. Right? Like that's what probably 80% of America is trying to get to. Like to the point where they don't have to clock in to like a boss every day. You clock into three bosses. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But just for the, the fact like you don't have to clock into a boss and you know somebody that's gonna degrade you or anything like that. Um, but you're living without you know, building somebody else's dream. And that's like the ultimate goal is to be able to live the way that you want to live. Now, maybe this doesn't look exactly the way you want right now, but still, it's a step in that direction. Mm-hmm. I so that's what that. I would say. I understand that. Is this me asking you? It's my question. Why would you choose to marry me? You gonna answer it? This is you. I'm. You, this is. Oh, it's my turn. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was your turn. <laughs> well, I guess it depends if we're talking about present day or past tense. So, this is why would you choose to marry me? I'm gonna go ahead and say this is present tense. You. There's so many different layers to this question, so I'll just kind of start with what pops into my head initially. You're one of the few people who kind of just get in there and as it pertains to she said, (laughs) oh, my gosh, but you and this is again, I I was able to have the opportunity to really watch you with people, which I appreciate the fact that I had the opportunity to do because I got to see you in your true form. You are naturally a good friend. You are somebody who is all about holding folks accountable. You want to see people grow. You want to see people thriving. You care about yourself. You care about your family. You care about everybody in your group eating. Like if you eat, everybody eat. Um, but you also have vision and you're very loving and you're very caring and you're not afraid to kind of make a decision and nobody else around you agrees with it. You don't care. You're like, well, I said what I said when that's what it is. And a lot of people, like you see it a lot in the workforce, like somebody will say something and nobody agrees with them and they just kind of retreat. You're definitely somebody who does not retreat. You are somebody who makes a decision and no matter what you have to go through to get to whatever it is you set your mind on, you're going to do that. And I think that's a very rare thing to find in people because people are very um, quick to make excuses so you don't make you don't make excuses for yourself you don't make excuses for other people Uh, you lead well you cast vision and i'm not going to necessarily sugarcoat but um you're very uh let's say brash if you will And I think for me, brash has to be how I'm handled most of the time because 
me being the emotional person, I don't think I would have benefited marrying somebody who's equally emotional. I don't think that would have helped me grow or helped me truly see some of the the toxic habits that I was just cycling through. And so I said all that to say, um, in addition to, you know, your love for God and really truly having a heart for ministry and seeing people thrive and seeing people just set free. Um, you're somebody who helps me recognize all of the things about me that are strengths and not allow me to shrink into insecurity or shrink into excuses. So that ultimately is somebody that I would want to be married to. It's like this person. What, Travis? You do realize that like the reasons that you said you would are the same reasons to get on your nerves, right? Oh, absolutely. Okay, like, as long as you know. Example, and I'm just using this as an example. I love the fact that TJ has such a, he has such a sweet, soft heart. He's so sensitive. I love that about him. But it's also very annoying. I love that Atara is very free-spirited. And she marches to the beat of her own drum. And she, if she want to wear Mitch Mask socks, that's what she going to do because that's what she like. But you know what? Sometimes that little free-spirited, I'm going to say what I want to say, is annoying. But I love it because that's her. And it's her being true to herself. And you being true to yourself is letting me be annoyed for however long I'm going to decide I'm going to be annoyed because you said what you said. <laughs> you wrong, Monet. Well, I don't like how you said it. Okay. But, well, you're going to be mad. I'll be here when you get back. I said what I said. You wrong. Well, we it's still annoying. I don't think that I'm like a, like, I don't care how I say stuff. You... And I'm, that's why I said I'm speaking for me. You care how you say it, but you know that in order for me to to understand the message, you have to you you can't sprinkle any sugar on it. Right. You can't be like, oh, you know what? That's okay that you you decided to just take a break from yada yada yada. You know, maybe maybe tomorrow. You're like, no, you can do it today. Do it today. What what are you waiting for? And I'm all like, but. All of that, what are you waiting for? That's the that's the area of growth, that uncomfortable place. Right. So that's why I would choose that. All of the things that mm-hmm. I mentioned. Mm-hmm. So you don't think you would be happier with I think I would have a false sense of happiness. Either way, would you would you want to have would you rather I never have wanted any of this? No, because when I say I would have a false sense of happiness, I would not have my eyes open to the reality that something more and something greater is truly achievable and possible. I would literally be living in the bubble of, man, this is really it. This is depressing. Well, I can't do anything about it or change it. Well, I probably could get another job, but mm, I'd still be experiencing the same, you know, rat race kind of situation so I guess this is it I'll just keep switching jobs until something sticks that would have been my life I'll just keep switching jobs until something sticks I was I described myself as the most unstable stable person I knew as it pertained to jobs because I switched so much in six years I worked in four different departments for the state that's just departments that doesn't include different job titles 
Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is what it is. So I, that it would have just continued, honestly. So I would it would have been a false sense of happiness, like oh well, because this is the way it is. Well, at least I get to go on vacation every now and then. You know, I never see my family. You at least see each other for a week out of the month or a week out of the year. So no, not for real. Uh, pull the card. Oh, uh, we got thirty something. We can. We do one more. <laughs> Cause what we got? We're at four. One, two. Three, okay. Yeah. Four cards. The last one is yours. Hope it's a good one. Oh. <laughs> can we do a different one? Are you gonna read it? Read it. I don't think this one will be as interesting. It says, "Describe what you were like before we met." You you want to do a different one? Or you want me to answer? You that? can answer. Which one? Just pick one. Do you want no, me to do fine. a different one or Just what? Do this one. Uh, before we met, I think I was more. Mm-mm. What? It sounds like it's gonna be a happy adjective, and it's like, well, now it's just. Is what it is. <laughs> no, I think that I'm a better person now that I'm married with a family. Oh. But uh, before we were, before we met, I was more. I, I guess you would call it carefree. Mm-hmm. Like it was just like a. It's just me. Yeah, it was just me. I was like, okay, I'll get where I want to go eventually. I'll eat when I want to eat. Yeah, I was, but I was in impeccable shape <laughs> before we got together. Like, I just want to say that's not, I didn't do it. You face. did. When we got together, you tried to fatten me up I for a while. Not. You did. <laughs> you did. She did. It's, and some people say, yeah, that's, you know what I mean? That's what she was, I'd expected her to do that because you get there. You people said that to you? Yes. They say, they say that once you get married, the woman's going to fatten you up. Uh, try to get nobody else to look at you. Oh my gosh, that's totally not what I was doing. <laughs> well, you did fat. I did get fat. Well, we weren't we eating married. the greatest. So that's what that was. I was in better shape, but I wasn't as strong as I am now. Um, but I'm working my way back to that better shape now. Uh, that everything is kind of more smooth mm-hmm. as far as life goes. So I'm working my way back to that. I was more go, like get up and go mm-hmm. type. Because just because I didn't have to, it was nothing, you know Where'd what I'm saying? Like wherever I wanted to go. Where were you going? Everywhere. Like where? Like I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning. And like now when I wake up and I can't sleep, I don't go anywhere. Well, sometimes I get up and go, but it's just not as often anymore. Mm-hmm. Like now I'll go probably maybe two or three times a year, but I was doing that weekly. Like I'll get up, see who's awake, go over to a spot, chill for a while and, you know, wake up the next day and go about my business. Like Even when TJ was a baby, that was, I did the first part of the shift, right? Mm -hmm. We used to do for, I don't think we talked about it on here, but we did shifts. Right, I was I still in school when they was working, um, but I took like from bedtime to I think like three o'clock, three or four o'clock, something like that. Been like two ish. I think it was three. I don't know, somewhere in there. But if TJ woke up before that time, I took care of it. 
Um, and that's because I was always getting up first and going to my day first. Like I was gone. I can't remember what time I was leaving at you that time. Like three thirty. No, nah, because I was still in school then. I was leaving. It was like five or four. It was probably five or four. Anyway, um, it was so it would have been two. Is somewhere between two and three was my shift. So after Monet went to sleep, I put TJ in the car seat and, and dip. <laughs> I would go to Reggie's house. And y'all, I didn't even know this was happening until like years later. Just yeah. saying. So I would go to Reggie's house or wherever and we would drive and just be listening to music and And this whole time I'm thinking, Oh, he's sleeping through the night. This is great. He sleeps from no, this time to that time. We were, I had no clue. We were hanging out. That's what that's what me and TJ were doing, we were hanging out. Or he was at the school with me. You know what I'm saying? I, I was studying at the school. TJ's in his uh, car seat. If he was, he sometimes he was asleep. Sometimes he wasn't. And people that I was studying with, they saw him out there, just at the school in his car seat. Uh, so, but when I was before I met you, you know, we had a family. I was just out. I was gone. I could go up and go to Grand Rapids or whatever, just because I could. I mm-hmm. wanted to. I could go, right? When I had the money, that is. Um, I was hanging out with friends, doing stupid stuff, just, but it was creative. Like now looking back on it now, like if I understood, if I actually understood what social media and life was turning into, I would have recorded the stuff that was going on. Right. Because it the, what we were creating and doing and just what life was in general, that was the most creative time that we've ever had that I've ever had. Mm-hmm. So I would have, I would have been, you know what I'm saying? Like I had the stuff. I just wasn't on it. Mm-hmm. I've never been like a social media heavy mm-hmm. person, but if I understood where it was going, I would have, you know what I'm saying? So I was just more of a, uh, on the move groove type of go with the flow. I'm still go with the flow, but now I'm more focused, mm-hmm. right? Like after I met you, um, and especially when TJ was on the way, it was like, okay, like laser focus pinpoint. Um, I'm on a mission. You know what I'm saying? Like before it was, I got all this energy and I'm going to do, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. right? Whatever I want to do when I want to do it. Now it's, I have a, a mission. I'm going to take all my energy and put it on this. So that's the difference. I was like widespread before. Now I'm focused on singular. And it's not, I guess not really singular, but steps. Mm -hmm. I would say steps. I understand that. So that's the difference between me before you and after you. Gotcha. Man, that's a lot. A lot of changes. It's been several years though. Well, like eight. Uh, yeah almost a doggone decade well y'all so this is what is this game called this is uh skin deep skin deep this is us playing skin deep and we'll probably be revisiting this game with different questions as time goes on so you know tune back in stick around we'll probably make this a weekly thing so once again y'all this is confidently free i don't know about weekly Bi-weekly. Once a month. So, you'll, you'll see it again. Yeah. 
So. All right, y'all. You have to tell them goodbye. You have to tell them Peace. who you I are. Say bye. You say you have to say. I'll talk to y'all Friday. <laughs> bye, y'all. Bye.